So I'm going to teach you a new Hebrew word. And if I can pronounce it right. I'm going to talk about how many likes to garden. How many is a gardener in here? I'm not. I like to plant flowers, but I don't plant gardens or anything. I just do flowers. And I'm titling this the Mazmara. And it's spelled M-A-Z-M-E-R-A-H. And have you ever seen a gardener trimming a fruit tree or a tree or a vine? And why do you think he does that? And what instrument do they use? Masmara stands for pruning hook or knife. So why do you think, why do you know why that a gardener goes out there and they prune the tree, the fruit tree, the vine? Why do you think they do that? Shout it out if you got it. <laughs> okay, so you do know a little bit about gardening, don't you? But it's, you know, a tree has a limited amount of resources and energy to distribute to its branches. I want you to remember that. A tree has a limited amount of energy and resources to, to send it to its branches. Now, I've had the pleasure of going, it's either James or John's Island, and seeing what they call the angel tree, a huge tree. And I see why they call it the angel tree because the branches are just huge. The tree itself is just, I, I can't remember the d dimensions of the tree, but it's huge. I mean, it's, it would be little to a giant. You know, I'm talking about a real big giant. But the limbs would come out, they'd come out like, you know, kind of like this, you know, like an angel would have its wings spread. And then they would go down in the ground and they'd come back up. And you could walk on those. They won't let you walk on the limbs or anything, but you could, you'd have to climb up there to get into one. That's how big it is. But, but I don't know if they ever prune that. But what happens if you don't prune? And I was thinking when I was learning this about the masmara, was that Eddie came over. What are those trees called that he pruned? You know, up in the front porch. Uh, anyway, they were getting, they were tall, and they had leaves on it. And they had, I don't know if it's, it's not a magnolia, is it? But anyway, it's a tree with flowers. And they were got really tall, and he decided he was going to cut them, trim them, because they were getting too close to the roof, the gutters, and things like that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Eddie probably knows because he's a pretty, pretty smart man. But I got to noticing them because when I first looked at them, when he did it, oh, my gosh, they look they kind of not dead, but they kind of look dead. Bare. That's the word I'm looking for. They were so bare. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'm trying to get this message across what the Lord reminded me and why he does some of the things that he does, which will be tied into the lesson. But, you know, fall came, winter came, and the trees, look, the trees lose their leaves anyway. But And then spring came, and they, one by one I started these leaves coming on those two trees. And you know what? They are a lot bigger 
and they are a lot fuller. I don't know about the flowers yet, but I'm going to assume that they're going to have more flowers on them than what they did before he pruned them. So I'm going to praise the Lord for that because that it's an example I hope that you understand that the Lord does that. And a, when a branch becomes unfruitful, when a branch becomes unfruitful, it will hinder the tree's overall growth or health and its ability to bear fruit. So does that let you know that's why a gardener prunes his trees or vines or, right? And, and also it will drain the tree the tree's resources if it's not pruned if not taken because have you ever seen a dead tree in somebody's yard now Linda and Eddie have lots of trees and I don't think you could prune all these trees that you have but but you can see where sometimes maybe a limb was unfruitful and it fell and of course storms knock a lot of them down don't they sister Linda but we are like the trees to the Lord and the purpose of pruning is to remove the unfruitful branch. That's the whole purpose of the pruning. Now, I want you to remember that. The purpose of pruning is to remove the what? The unfruitful branch. Not just dead, but remember unfruitful branch. Because that branch is going to hinder the tree from fruitfulness. And, and I really... And praying, Lord willing, I know that those two trees are going to have more flowers this year. Pruning allows the tree to redirect its resources to the healthy and the fruitful branches. And it allows it to become even more fruitful. Do you see where I'm going? Scripture says you'll know them by the what? The fruit they bear. Okay, how does this apply if you're not a gardener? How does this apply to our lives if we're not gardeners? I'm not a gardener. I mean, I don't, you know, don't have a vineyard that I go out and do all, you know. Yeah. Well, how does this apply? How does this apply to us? You can shout it if you know. Because your life in God is what? A branch, as you mentioned. A branch of his life. A conduit. Is it conduit? Conduit, sorry. A conduit of his blessings. His life. His blessings. And just as any gardener must prune that which is unfruitful. It is written that God must also prune his branches to allow them to bear fruit they were meant to bear. Now, I had this experience the second time I was in Israel. We went to a church, and it was an, he was an Arab that became Messianic. In other words, he believed in Yeshua. He believed in Jesus. 
and we were having service and I don't know if I was awake I don't know if I was asleep but I seen this tree beautiful tree I can't describe to you in words how beautiful the leaves were only thing I can really describe is that I don't think no dirt or sand or anything had touched this tree and it had some red fruit on it I don't know what kind it could have been a pomegranate it could have been an apple I don't know but it had fruit on this tree and the color again was red right and I can't describe in words how beautiful this tree was it was perfect didn't have a whole lot of fruit on it and I don't know if this applies to this message or not but I think I'm beginning to see why the Lord showed me this tree because it was perfect it was clean and that's how I'm saying it because I don't know how to describe how beautiful this tree was and like I said I don't know if I was having a vision or if I was fell asleep and had it you know what I'm saying but it was during the church service and the Lord's never really told me point blank this is why I showed you this but I'm thinking right now that because we are called trees of righteousness that that's what we're going to look like you know we're no no dirt no filth or if you want to say it no sin has been on our life when we get to where we're going when we get to be in the new Jerusalem with our Lord and Savior we're going to be beautiful that no words can describe what do you think and the pruning will all be done <laughs> the pruning will all be done so turn to John 15 1 through 5 and I'll read it and it talks about the vine I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman Jesus is saying this I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that's a different word but I believe it has the same meaning pruning purge because you're getting rid of the branches that are unfruitful now if it was left up to us this flesh none of our branches would be pruned we don't like change I don't know about you guys but most human beings do not like change in their life but since I met the Lord when I was 12 and filled with the Holy Ghost there's a kind of change I do like I'm going to say love now do I like change like TJ Maxx they got a new software system and I come in on a Thursday night and a whole new system to learn and the only way I had to learn it was the person beside me in the other register I, okay where did I go here how did I do this and she, she would tell me you know so I got a crash course on this new software I don't like that kind of change give me some time to adjust to that not just stick me on there and do it I left off in which verse and number three says now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you 
Remember the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word, right? And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's telling them, now ye are clean through the Word. That's why I said I thought today that that tree, it was clean, that it didn't have any dirt, no, you know, none of the elements had hit it. You know, no wind had blown on it and got it dirty, you know. Verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. So that lets me know, I can't bear fruit unless I'm abiding in the vine and him in me. So are you letting the vine, I'm preaching to the choir, abiding in you today or the tree? Because I taught, been years ago, I taught on the three secrets of the vine. I couldn't tell you what they are right, today, right now because I can't remember. You know how it is when you get older and you just can't remember things like you used to. And verse 5 says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. And I wanted to teach this today because it, it reminded me how the Lord. So to a tree being pruned, the process of pruning takes on the appearance of loss, doesn't it? Because when I looked at that, those two trees that he pruned, oh, man. And that's what it kind of looked like to me. Not that it was a loss, but, but it does take on the appearance of loss. So when we go through some things, because, you know, every child of God in his, in his life will experience what appears to be loss. Does everybody experience loss in here? I'm sure everybody has. And I'll use me as an example because y'all know about me and Jimmy got divorced. And I just thought the world was ending. I thought I was going to die of a broken heart. Look what I had lost. Look what I had lost. It looked like a loss. I didn't think I was going to make it. I'll be honest with you. It hurt. It hurt. But after it was all over with then the Lord put me in a different level was it easy to go through that no and it's not going to be easy in any loss that you might experience but then he when I look back because what what he had I thought taken away from me I know it wasn't the Lord. I know, you know, the enemy came in. But, but my carnal thinking was thinking, you took this away from me. But when I look back and I saw where he put me at, at, you know, when that was all over with, a different level, spiritual, some more spiritual growth, and he took away the temper that I once had. Now, do I ever get angry? 
I testified, I think, Friday night that I had a customer Thursday night that never in the four years I've been at TJ Maxx did I ever want to yell at a customer like I wanted to yell at her. But I knew I couldn't do that. My mind was thinking it. Let me tell you, it was thinking it. It was in my head over and over and over. But I had to say to, in my mind to the Lord, Lord, help me, because if you don't help me, I'm going to yell at her. Then I'm probably going to get fired because you can't do that. Now, if she had started cussing me out or something, I'd probably be like at the courthouse. I'd, you know, not, so to speak, hung up on her because I experienced that. And you don't have to put up with someone cussing at you. But, she, but I praise the Lord because at that moment, at that second, I knew I could call upon his name. And I was trying to, I guess in a way he was, Lord, prune me. Prune me that I don't let this, that you, the loss that I thought I had, but I gained so much more. I gained so much more. I gained more spiritual maturity and a different level with him. I don't know how to explain it other than that. You know, unless you've been through the same thing, you know. But I praise him because now that I look back, he was pruning me. And he's still pruning me. How about you? Is he pruning you? Is he still pruning and still pruning? Because his desire is that we bear not just fruit, but his desire is that we bear much fruit or more fruit. And it made me stop and think, Lord, am I bearing fruit that people can see? Am I bearing fruit that lets them know that I believe in you? Am I bearing fruit to let them know that if they need someone to talk to, that it's there? And we have to bear fruit. Because if we don't bear fruit, guess what's going to happen? Those unfruitful branches are going to be cut off. And then the tree, so to speak, is going to die if we don't get pruned. And we can't, we can't prune ourselves. I mean, there's certain things we can do as in this flesh. But just as his word said, you can do nothing without him. Okay, I lost where I was in my note. Some things will pass. Some things will pass from your life. Others will be taken. Right? Some things have passed from my life and some things were taken from me. They will appear to you as losses but they will not be. I don't know how Elder Kenny and Elder Bill felt when they're, I can only imagine how, I know it was a loss, but I think they're beginning to see, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or stepping on your toes or whatever you want to say it, however you want to say it, that there's going to be Yes, it was a loss as far as the building and gone, but there's so much more than that. Is that what you guys thought? I'm just asking. And you know God's going to bless you, and God has blessed you, right? So don't look at... I'm not saying the Lord was pruning you. I'm just trying to get you to look inside yourself and your spirit and say, Hey, Lord, you know... If this is what it takes in order for me to make it to the new Jerusalem and to, to be with you forever and ever, 
whatever, whatever loss or whatever is taken, just got to believe God is in control and that he's pruning. Because I was, I've been thinking lately, oh Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? Seems like the enemy just always, all the time wants to beat me with this, beat me, beat me with this, and beat me with this. And then when I started re reading and studying about this, I thought, hmm, okay, Lord, so you're pruning me? You're getting rid of some of the dead branches, the unfruitful branches. Because I tell you what, the enemy will come at you with full force, full force, and try to get you. Because the thing is that he, if he can get you, your mind focused on other things than the cross, other things than Jesus, then he'll get you to focus on things that you never thought you would focus on. Does that make sense to you? But that's his number one goal is to keep our minds not focused on the Lord. That's why it says that every thought bring in captivity to Jesus. That's why when that thought came up to holler at her, I mean, I literally felt, oh, I just felt that come up from my toes up to my head. I just wanted to, I wanted to scream at her, to be honest with you. I really wanted to scream at her, let me do this. This is my job. You're not supposed to be trying to get this uh, necklace untangled, you know. It's a long story, but, and I was probably with her for about a, I would say an hour and a half, one customer, hour and a half, and I had to get help for another customer. I only had two customers, but I had to get help to, for that other customer not to wait because, I hate to say this, but she just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I hate to say that, Lord forgive me for saying that, but it's, it's the truth, I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but he's pruning. And I didn't realize he was pruning. Because, it, and how my mind was working, the enemy was trying to get me to think that. If, because if I had gotten, let that loose, you know, let that spirit loose. Because I, I guarantee you, that spirit of hollering is not of the Lord, you know. Then it would be easier the next time. Then it would be easier, really easier the next time. And then there you go again. What the Lord had taken away, I let come back in. And I don't know. I mean, I'd rather die a beggar and know I'm going to be with the Lord than have everything in this world and not be with the Lord. I want him to prune me. It's not easy some of the things that he you know, it's not easy. But when you look at it spiritually, it is. Because when you look at it spiritually and you say, okay, Lord, this is for not only for your kingdom and, and for your glory, because to God be the glory in anything and everything that we go through. And I know that's sometimes easier said than done, but it is. No matter what we go through, because the scripture says, in everything, give him thanks. It didn't say half things, quarter of the things. It said, in everything, give him thanks. What did Job say whenever he lost his sons, his daughters, his house, his wife, and all that? He didn't say, woe is me, did he? Why did you do this, Lord? 
He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why we say to God be the glory. And I know it's rough to think about Brother Fred and what he's going through and Pastor Mary, what they're going through. I, I mean, I've watched my father die. I've watched my brother die of cancer. So I know what it's like to watch somebody. But it wasn't my husband. You know, it wasn't my child or anything like that. But no matter what happens, no, mo no matter what happened in my, my dad's situation, well, of course we know that he passed away, and we know my brother passed away. But I had to say to the Lord, according to your will and your purpose, because you don't know who might have been listening, you know, because... We had family members come visit my brother, family members come visit my dad, because you don't know what's in somebody's heart the Lord does, and you don't know what the Lord might have showed or told or spoke to them. So I'm going to try never to complain about being pruned. <laughs> and that's easier said than done, too. But... And the reason it says... Uh, my notes here says the purpose of pruning is not to harm the tree the purpose of pruning is not to harm the tree and I guess maybe that's what I thought Eddie had done but, but I said well Lord you made that tree but it is just the opposite pruning is not to harm the tree but it's just the opposite it is to allow the tree to bear the fruit it was meant to bear. So too, so too is your life with God. When we experience losses, they will not be for harm, even though they might seem like it. Because I, I talk to the Lord like I'm talking to you. I'll say, Lord, I don't know. Sometimes that I know you didn't harm me. You know, I thought my heart was going to break. <laughs> but like I said, when I looked back to where I was and what he had brought me from to where I am today. Such a big difference. So it wasn't harm. It was really, even though it was a bad situation, it was a terrible situation, but good came out of that. Not just good, but great. Because any time you grow spiritually and you mature, it's great. And I like this. Every loss will be redeemed. Every loss will be redeemed. Each will be used to cause you to become what you were made to be. Now, I'm five foot, so many pounds, right? I'm 63 years old. But this, there's more to me than what you see. There's more to, to me than just having brown hair and blue eyes and you know short vertically challenged you know that type of thing there's more to me than what you see and I and I praise the Lord that he did take away because it was nothing for me to and I'm not saying it was my daddy's fault I'm just saying nobody can attest to it too because as a child, I'd throw a temper tantrum, and everybody thought it was funny, didn't they? How many are you going to throw today? Well, guess what? 
my dad my dad kind of threw some tempers too so guess where I learned that from but now I'm learning from my spiritual father from Abba hallelujah from daddy I'm learning from him and just as I had to unlearn that behavior from my natural father and I couldn't do it alone let me tell you I didn't do it alone just as the scripture said you can do nothing without me if I'm quoting it right I couldn't do it by myself I the Lord opened up my mind to see that you can't keep doing this and yes I had to go some some terrible things to get to that point where the Lord wanted me to be the, all that pruning boy he did a lot of pruning I think I'm serious I think he did a lot of pruning but I praise him now do I get angry yes but do I react or act on that anger like I used to no because I know I got a God I can call and say Lord take this away from me and I probably told you this before I'll give you an example I was at GE I was a coordinator called post foam the foamer and I had two people that had been on I hired in on it was called 82 the call centers were numbered I hired on it and then I retired from C82 and they'd been on 82 longer than me because I went to other jobs and different lines and stuff like that and they one guy stayed there so they thought they knew the line better than I did and they might have but the thing is when I put in for that coordinator job there was a new sheriff in town and it wasn't them too but I had got so angry with both of them because they were trying to tell me how to do basically my job and do my job for me without me knowing sometime you know and so I am so angry I walked away and it's called the dance floor it's like a metal floor where we bank the cabinets and stuff and my desk is over here and I'm not by my desk but I'm standing here and I'll be honest with you this flesh is fuming the flesh did not want to pray the flesh did not want to do what it should have done you know what I'm saying or be good it wanted to be bad so I'm standing there like this and I know if anybody was watching me they thought I was really done lost it went bonkers and I and I'm looking up now remember I'm angry and I'm going Lord and I'm speaking out loud because it's noisy in that area that I was worked in. And I said, Lord, if you do not take this away from me, I cannot go back and on the line because you know, you know, Lord, I want to bang their heads together. And that's how I pray. And I stood right there until I felt the Lord move and took that spirit away from me. And then I went back to work. And I believe he was pruning me then too and the enemy is trying to get me to go back to where I once was and I don't want to go back there do I, do I make the wrong decisions and wrong choices yes I still do that do, do I sometimes say things I shouldn't say yes but the Lord is pruning us so we can bear much fruit And then don't dwell on what was and is no more. And, and that's easier said than done too, isn't it? Dwell on that which is yet to come. That other fruit that the Lord has for you. Dwell on that. And I'm guilty. I am guilty. 
of dwelling on what's going on in my life. I'm too focused on that. I'm focused on the problem and not the answer, which the answer comes from God. And I, when I say that, I'm talking about myself. The purposes of God and the fruit that is yet to be brought forth for the, I forgot how to pronounce it, Masmerah, the pruning hook of God, only touches the branch of his caring and then only for one purpose, that it might allow you, cause you, and enable you to bear the fruit for which your life from the beginning was created to bring forth. See, we, I truly believe when Adam and Eve were created, yes, he created man from the dust of the ground and he breathed in life and the man became a living what? Soul. But I think they, they walked and talked with the Lord at the cool of the day and I think they were spiritual beings also. I don't think, because when you look at me, I've been born again. I've been born again. And that song says, my God fights for me. And what the giant couldn't see, there's more to me than what he could see. And there's more to you, Sister Teresa, than what people can see. Right? Because I know you're praying for Zane. And I know you're praying. You don't want to lose him. But I know that you are strong enough to say, Lord, whatever your will be. Because he is in control. He's in control. And I know that's probably hard to hear sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I know when watching my brother, watching my dad, and, you know. And, he, and of course, looking at Brother Fred, it reminds me of, you know, of my dad and my brother. But I know God is in control. No matter what happens. No matter what happens in our lives, God is in control. And I know sometimes it don't seem like it, does it? I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I, I think, Lord, then I have to just remind myself, you are in control, Lord. That's when I say, Lord, take this all away from me. Because when that voice of the Lord and the voice of the archangel and the last trump sounds, I'm going to hear my name. I don't know how he's going to do it. And those that are dead shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up. Hallelujah. That is my goal. Whether I am asleep, as Paul wrote, or whether I'm alive and remain, I'm going to be caught up to be with the Lord. That's my goal. If you want to say goal, that's my goal. Not because I loved him first. It was because he loved me first. Because he is love. And that's why he prunes us. And we can't do anything without him. And sometimes, and I've told this on how many times, the flesh don't want to give up control. It doesn't. At least this one does. I mean, I know and believe that God is in control, but when it comes to my life, sometimes I go, 
I find myself going, oh, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, I could do that. And then it's kind of like the Spirit goes, you've got to let him, you got to give it to him. got to give it to him. And I know it's easier said than done, but when we're going through something, we need to say, Lord, if you're pruning me, okay, Lord. Just help me to stand. Help me to believe. That it may look like a loss, but I know that there's you're not you're not going to harm me. And I believe Jeremiah. Somebody get me Jeremiah the twenty ninth. I think it's twenty nine eleven, where he says, "I know the plans I have for you." I'll leave you with this thought too, because I think that goes along with the pruning and and. You know, it's, he's the potter, we are the clay. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. In other words, no harm. That's how I'm taking it. To give you an expected end. What are you expecting, Brother Steve? What kind of end are you expecting from the Lord? And expected in. Because now that I know him, you know, I was 12 years old and I got the Holy Ghost and I was still a child and I spoke as a child. But as I grew older, you know, every year and every year and then spiritually you grow, you mature and you mature and you mature. Am I, I'm still growing. At 63, I'm still growing. I'm still learning things that I didn't know. And I'm sure there's things that, we probably won't know till we get to the other side. Get to that promised land, hallelujah, that Abraham was looking for. A city and builder whose maker was God. But we can't get there without pruning. And it isn't because the Lord doesn't love us. That's why he does what he does for us. Because he loves us. He prunes us. And the mission is, what losses you have known in your life, God has used and will use them to bring good and new life. Do likewise. Use them for good. In other words, don't render evil for evil. So that's the masmera, which means pruning.